0: Welcome to the Senior Story Hour where we share poems, stories, observations of life written by the Franklin Senior Center Writers Group. Welcome once again to the Senior Writers Group here at FranklinTV, WFPR.fm and at the Senior Center. I am Peter Jay with me, the inimitable, will you all agree with me that he is inimitable, Steve Sherlock. Ooh.
1: Yes. Yay for Steve. <laughs> that must be me. Yes, I am here.
0: That's right. You became <laughs> inimitable in that very moment. Yes, so, yes.
1: And this is um, a fantabulous group. I'm Peter Jay.
2: Faith Flaherty. Steve Sherlock. Bill Wiley. Joe Ewald. Kathy Salzberg. Alice Judge. Yes. Linda
0: Doonan. Al Larkin. That's right. Exactly. Yes. Anyway, that said, we happen to be recording this thing on Deck the 1st, December 1. And I've uh, just put that out there because this program's going to run through the holidays. Which means, first of all, we'll see you all next year.
3: But
0: but that said, I would like everyone to know that we are celebrating the holidays. Some of us have written some pieces appropriately, and uh, we'll get to enjoy those.
1: So, Steve, how shall we start off our festivities today? Well, I think somebody who also has a time commitment and happened to get my pink memo should go first today. And for those on the radio, obviously you can't see things, but somebody else has a pink sweater. That's pink. And I'm wearing a
2: pink shirt, pretty. she got
1: the pink memo. I missed the memo.
2: I I missed the memo, too, but you look very handsome. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So, Faith, take, take it away.
4: Okay, Christmas piece. The Bethlehem Inn was very busy. Caesar Augustus decreed that the whole world should be counted. So everyone from the line of David was coming to Bethlehem to register. It was a crazy time. But I looked at it in a positive way. I had a job. I was in demand as a servant. I served all the people in the end. And since the tips were plentiful, we lived well for a while. Some people and incidents stand out in my memory. There are memorably good and bad stories. Upstairs I didn't get to know as well. Those with more money had rooms upstairs. Everybody else slept on the floor downstairs. It was so crowded that no one really had room to stretch out on the floor. They were sitting up and sleeping that way. Then a gust of wind opened and slammed the door and in walked a man and a woman. They looked very weary. My heart felt sorry for them because they were covered with travel dust and looked beaten down. The woman was really young and on the verge of tears. The innkeeper was talking to the man, and I knew that he was explaining that we had no vacancy, not even for sitting on the floor. He was even suggesting other inns. It was when the woman grabbed her stomach that I noticed that she was pregnant. Very pregnant. In fact, I instinctively knew that she was in labor. I prayed to the Lord to help her. How could I help, though? There really were no vacancies in any inns. What could I do? Suddenly, I remembered the inn stable. Of course, that would be better than any inn because they'd have privacy. No one would be gawking at a lady giving birth on the floor. I joined the man in the innkeeper's discussion and suggested the stable. Of course, the innkeeper thought this was a good idea because he could make some money, plus help the pregnant woman. The couple immediately agreed. I showed them the stable and shooed some of the animals out of the way and put others in stalls. It wasn't too bad. It was warm, and we could clean it up I even retrieved one of the animals' mangers and made a baby's crib out of it, filling it with sweet-smelling hay. I went back and forth doing my job at the inn and then running back to the stable whenever I could. I swept up, shoveled out the muck. I brought some clean cloths and fresh water. The animals were curious, but they stayed a respectful distance away. But they knew something was happening. Even the innkeeper himself came out to help. Eventually, everyone in the inn knew a baby was going to be born in the stable. Everyone was happy and kind. I ran in and out to help and report the progress. Finally, one of the times that I went out to check, I saw that the lady had delivered the baby and it was a healthy baby boy. Everyone seemed to celebrate this baby's birth. I swear the animals were smiling. Crickets jumped up and down, the sheep barred happily, The cow moved out to peak. Little birds darted to and fro from the nest in their eaves, and the donkey stayed near the baby. The proud parent's eyes were round in awe. The mother sang a happy lullaby. I swear I heard angels singing, but then everybody was cheering and shouting. Shouts of delight exploded inside the inn, and the people rushed out to see. I'll never forget the feeling. I felt more emotional at this birth than the birth of my own children. It felt like we were celebrating the long-awaited birth of the Messiah. Surprisingly, even the innkeeper offered a free drink to toast the occasion. Now, surely, that was a miracle. (laughs) Very good.
2: Very good. Very very nice. Very
1: appropriate. I love the perspective. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Nicely done. Especially on the drink, part. You know, cocktails at this holiday time are always a, always a good time to have cocktails.
0: I'm going to take a moment right here because I write for several reasons. Obviously, as part of this group, you know, we all write for sport. We all write to work our imaginations, keep the gray matter.
1: grayer, Such, no. <laughs> Such as it is <laughs> healthy. <laughs> right.
0: Exactly. But, you know, in other parts of my life, I have to write professionally. And so... Some of that includes commercials, which is why... Well, it's not a commercial. It's a public service announcement. Yes. And so public service announcements are part of what I do. And given that it's the holidays, I read the following. Need that just right gift that's just right around the corner? Think Franklin first. Dozens of Franklin merchants and restaurants make perfect gift-giving a snap. Give where you live. A Think Franklin first gift card... Is a one and done holiday shopping experience at Dean Bank or online at franklingiftcard.com. Think local, convenient, perfect. Think Franklin first. The Just Right gift card, sponsored by Dean Bank, the Random Smiles Project, and the Town of Franklin.
1: Think Franklin first. Well done.
0: Well done.
4: Well done. Good. Yes. Very good.
1: So and that is that, what that is that a, a, is a legitimate promotion. That's right. It is, right. Oh, it is a. you can
5: get that from uh, from, from Dean Bank. And was Bank? it
2: last yes. Saturday that they had um, buy locally? Yes. It, yeah. Yeah. Of course, exactly. every
1: day is a good day to so, buy
2: locally.
5: Yeah. So when you buy the gift card from Dean Bank, or what, what places can you use
0: that at? Uh, there are somewhere between thirty-five and forty merchants wow. locally participating, and wow. potentially a growing yeah. number. That's wow. right. Yeah. And so I, I spoke to the powers that be uh, in the municipal building and there. The program's been around about a year, but they're really looking to try to elevate it this year, and and it'll be something available all year long.
4: Oh, but yeah.
0: obviously during the holidays, especially if we're thinking that, well, I might not be able to get what I wanted to get for someone. but as supplies come in this will allow them to get it when they when it becomes available or whatever. So so it's another alternative. And it always fits and it always tastes great.
1: <laughs> so it's the right size. That's right.
3: The right color. I don't <laughs> have the, right had the thought
2: of just parking somewhere and just going down and uh, on one end and down and over the other because I'm fairly nude, frankly.
1: Uh-huh. And a number of those stores are actually along that from one end to the other.
2: Yeah. 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 Center. yeah. East to west.
1: And that said, I know that everybody
0: in the room happens to be thinking Franklin first, which is great. And now the thing we think about is who's next? Who's next? I I'm, think look, there's I'm another. looking at Bill. Yeah. You know, yeah.
6: Bill? Yeah. 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 yeah Bill, Bill seems so. to be lined How up. Billy. What, what I want for Christmas, I can't wrap. <laughs> oh. oh okay. uh, and this is another one of my... Romantic ramblings, I call them.
0: We tend to think of them more as romantic reminiscences, not <laughs> ramblings.
6: Just you
0: know, <laughs> you I'm, know. I'm your PR guy.
6: <laughs> I call this, uh, my Christmas wish. You are my wish, my Christmas dish. I need you here, my words you'll hear. I love you so, under the mistletoe. Beside the Christmas tree, my love you'll see. I'll walk in the rain, I'll walk through the snow. In Santa's sleigh, away we'll go. We'll jump about, we'll dance and sing. Because, my darling, sweet love you bring. My Christmas wish, that's what you'll be. I'll show my love on bended knee. If I had one wish on Christmas Day, I want you beside me, I hope and pray. When the new year comes, we'll welcome it in. Fireworks will fly, my love you will win. Back to normal, the world must be, without COVID-19, so much love we'll see. With your love, we'll ring in the new, my Christmas wish, I do love you. My love, my darling, my honey, dear, my words of love, you're surely here.
3: Very, very
2: good, Bill. Very good, very nice. Nicely read. You are a romantic, Bill.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think we've got to find a way to get some music under that one and turn it into a Christmas carol. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, so now he's gone from, from poetry to, to being a lyricist. That one, that one could actually work quite oh, nicely yeah. with music. I thought, I thought these could, could turn into songs very easily. Absolutely. Okay, continuing on. Joe. That's funny that um, you said Christmas carol?
5: Yes. So this is Joe's, All <laughs>
0: Christmas,
5: right. Joe's Christmas Carol. It's called oh. The Setup, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh-huh. yep. We've got Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas future. And then I'd like to talk a little bit about A Christmas Carol before I get into the other stuff. And um, when Scrooge, Scrooge was um, sent to school when he was a young age and his didn't treat him very well, so he had no discovery of love. From him. So he went, his favorite person in the world was his sister Nan. And when she died, that was another hit on his heart, where if there was any love in there, it just had a decrease. And then he was engaged, I think, to Fran, but I'm not sure on that. And that fell through because he had an opportunity. Um, he used to work for Fuzzy Wig. And Fuzzy Wig was great. They had part Christmas parties, bonuses for the employees, dancing, merriment. But when Fuzzy Wig sold out to another company, things changed. So he had a choice between loving his wife or the attraction to money. And his fiance saw this in him and refused to marry him because he chose money over love, which did not foretell for him at that moment. as he got, I would like to say, not spirits, but three angels that came to see him. Of course, Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future. And the the whole idea of this thing is he had so much money and he had plenty of opportunities to give to the poor. Of course, you know, that's in the beginning of the story when he refuses... To to give let the labor are there labor houses are there not um, places where they go where they don't expect to live so he bypassed that and there's a, a saying in in the Bible about the camel a rich man has a better chance going through the eye of the needle of a camel so at that point it wasn't looking very good to a higher power and thus we got three spirits sent to him. And, of course, he got scared because he was going to lose his life if he didn't change his ways. So he got scared into changing his life. He didn't want to lose it. Of course, he was so happy when he woke up the next day and he bought the goose and he went and he saved Tiny Tim. Of course, Tiny Tim wasn't going to make it unless Scrooge helped out so that's the beginning of the theme of my little story here about giving this time of year there was always people um, that don't have as much as you and I'm wearing a toys for tots shirt today and if you you know come across somebody asking for money please give I'm, I'm not'm I'm not getting money for saying that so but um, pushing on here you know uh, Scrooge was saved, and Tiny Tim lived to be an old man, hopefully. And the, my Christmas past is I was Catholic, lower middle class. We didn't have much. We were, my mom told me to look at the Sears World Book catalog and pick out two gifts, and I would be lucky to get one. So I was rel- so little things count to me uh, on Christmas present because of that. You I know, mean, I was just. Anything I got, I was just so happy to get. And um, we used to to decorate with pine pulled from the woods, Um, you know, stuff for free. I remember the fires in the fireplace, um, enhancing uh, Christmas Eve. And uh, Christianity hadn't, I mean, I went to church as a kid, and to me, going to church we went to church after we see presents and it was just, it was like the cherry on top for the day going to church after you got your presents. And that's the way I looked at it until I got older. And now we scoot the Christmas present where I'm still involved with the church and hopefully I'll be able to do something for the less privileged. I do have a person, I can't say their names or their, yes, names. There's a person out of the state that works under the, underneath the table, and he hurt himself on the job. So there's no money coming in, and there's no workman's comp. So somebody I know is going to take care of the gifts for the kids. I can't say the person's name because they would kill me <laughs> <laughs> if I did. And now we scoot the Christmas future and hopefully things will be better, you know, pandemic and all these variants will go away. But my big thing here, my last thing that I want to put out there is that we need the Holy Spirit. And if you, of course, you love your wife, right? You love your wife. You love your sons. Love is invisible. You cannot see love. You feel love. And that's what you get from the Holy Spirit is you have to open your heart. Calm yourself down, get all the clutter out of the attic, and you'll be surprised, maybe, for what you'll experience. So to me, that's my big thing, is to love one another. I could say bah humbug on this, but I won't. And I will say Merry Christmas to one and all. Thank you, Joe. Right, thank you. Thank good you. Pleasure. Thank you. Hey, Joe. I should I
4: should you wow. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, wow. And so I the cuff. Wow. I know. Have I have wasn't isn't that Christmas amazing? Grass, wow. Christmas, yeah.
5: Christmas yeah. present
7: yeah.
5: and Christmas future. And then I said, love invisible. And it was invisible.
2: Because when you love somebody, you can't see love.
3: No. No, you you feel it. This is called Wimps Like Me. Here we go again. Every time I turn around, there's another one of these motivational gurus popping up, spreading their wisdom throughout the land via seminars, books, and triumphant appearances on Oprah. Tony Robbins made a bundle inspiring people, retraining them to think like winners, to lose their loser friends, and associate only with upbeat, respectable types. Wayne Dyer's teachings have also been hailed. Have a love affair with yourself, he advises. This could cut down considerably on the high cost of dating. The common theme of all these omniscient oracles seems to be revolving around self-esteem. And that's where I come in. During my long career as a pet groomer, I met lots of other groomers who are constantly getting dog hair kicked in their faces. I want to inspire them to pick up those furry clumps and hurl them right back. My first step on this new career path was to organize a WIMP workshop, a golden opportunity for everyone to come clean and confess those occasions when they had been spineless jellyfish, craven cowards, and whipped dogs. After all, the first step towards recovery is admitting that there's a problem. Hoping to give coverage to the chicken-hearted in my opening statement, I spoke first, detailing the time when I miscalculated an an employee's salary, and she ripped up her paycheck, tossing it right in my face like confetti. An empowered employer would have handed her a pink slip on the spot, but not a dyed-in-the-wool wimp like me. I chased her into the parking lot, checkbook in hand, scribbling in the correct figures, as I pursued the disgruntled doggy diva, my fellow groomer wimps smiled with understanding. Then slowly, a young blonde rose to her feet to testify. My name is Mary, and I am a wimp. My name is Mary Lou, I should say, and I am a wimp. Hi, Mary Lou. We all said. A co- a customer with a caucus spaniel called for an appointment on Thanksgiving Day, and I took it. She began. He was having company, and the dog was plagued by irritable bowel syndrome. I ran to the sh- ran down to the shop to groom it once my turkey was in the oven. Oh, we all knew better than to ask if she had gotten a chip. My name is Agnes, said a gray-haired granny groomer, her voice quaking. I had a young groomer working for me who kept losing my equipment. She had more memory lapses than me, and she was only in her 20s. If I asked what happened to my scissors or blades, she got very offended. Sometimes she wouldn't speak to me for days. Anyway, last month, she continued, this girl opened her own salon right down the street. When I went to her grand opening, I thought I recognized my new clippers, one of my dryers, and a pair of my Japanese shears. We could relate. A bespectacled man named Harold spoke up next. I had an employee who insisted on bringing her pets to work, he began. Big deal, we all thought, doesn't everybody? She has four dogs, a Rottweiler, a Doberman Pinscher, a Chow, and a Toy Poodle. I put up with the growling and scaring the customers, but when I got bitten on the ankle, I asked her to leave those dogs at home. What would you expect from a Doberman, one woman murmured. I knew a Rottie like that myself, said another. I don't groom chows," offered a third. You're all wrong, Harold sighed. It was the poodle, but I'm proud to say it doesn't happen anymore. I was impressed, remarking, good for you, Harold. You spoke up and told her to keep that dog at home. Well, no, he replied. Now I wear high-topped engineer boots to work. (laughs) Then there was the petite brunette, who said she went into labor while scissoring a standard poodle. I gave birth in the hospital elevator, she reported, but I did finish the dog. I even mopped up the floor when my water broke. A freckle-faced redhead was next to come clean, confessing that no matter how hard she tried, she could not utter the words, Mrs. Jones, Max's price is going up by $2. I urged her to summon up her courage and try to complete this statement in front of the group but she kept choking on the two-dollar pot. She promised to practice at home in front of a mirror. Would you like some coffee, I asked them brightly, once all those brave enough to unload their stories had finished. They looked exhausted, obviously spent from all those confessions. Not unless you're going to make it anyway, they answered in unison. Don't go to any trouble, Kathy. I took a deep breath and launched into the gospel, according to me. No more bosses from hell. No more pilfering, power-tripping, my way or the highway, employees either. No more knuckling under to the demands of unreasonable customers, even the ones who are people-aggressive. I want you to practice that person who has been victimizing you. Now go ahead and be the pit bull let you are. It was a mesmerizing experience as we cast away our wimpy ways. We beat our chests and growled with wild abandon. For one shining moment, we came the alpha dogs we had always dreamt of being. The school auditorium rang with our our shouts until a janitor came in and told us to keep it down. Suddenly, my daughter rushed into the room to inform me of an urgent phone call. We had all been invited to appear on Oprah to air our toxic shame before millions on network TV. "'Oprah will even pay for our plane tickets "'and our stay at Lee Meridian Hotel "'on Chicago's Mi- Miracle Mile,' she breath- breathlessly announced. "'What a way to launch my new career,' I thought, "'already practicing my on-camera smile. "'I'd get my teeth whitened, too.' "'Unfortunately, the room had been cleared. "'The groomers had all suddenly headed for the restrooms. "'I'd like to think it was the coffee I had served them,' But in my heart of hearts, I suspected there was another reason for the mass exodus. I hate to say it, but I think they all wimped out.
5: Uh, (laughs) Huge. Yeah, I sure was. (laughs) We're
7: out of here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Great. You always come up with a good one and work related. Yes. <laughs> oh, a, a real thing. <laughs> I know. And looking through my writing, I came across a couple of poems and they're not going to they're not going to be anything that Bill can do of course. Oh. But competition. This is I don't know when I even <laughs> wrote these but it was early in my uh, supposed writing career. Days gone by. He was leaving me in the gingerbread house we called home. Like a rabbit, he was hopping to another. Like a male peacock, he had found someone else with which to strut his stuff. I wouldn't go, I was happy to be a geranium, content to stay in my patch, blooming all summer. He was a spider plant reaching out, expanding. He was going to New York and live in Manhattan and like old anguaries and my chevalet, I would stay here, one casual, dependable, lasting forever. In the distance, I could hear him playing his trumpet. Laughter of another time burst in my ears. I was glad it was over. I picked up my glass of V.O., toasted him noiselessly in the night air, the burning liquid, a metaphor of days gone by.
4: Oh wow! (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah,
2: good riddance. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, okay. Uh, This is ABCs of finding your dreams. Now, I had done a workshop, and uh, I had uh, things to hand out as a result of this writing workshop. So I thought this up: the ABCs of finding your dreams and. It applies to anything. It applies to all our lives, whether we're writing or whatever. So, A is be prepared. B is courage. C, do your dream. D, ever vigilant. E, activate. F, fear not. G is for goals. H, have a plan, follow it. I, ignite your creativity. J, just do it. K, know yourself. L, love your dream. M, make it happen. N, nothing is impossible. O, opportunities are everywhere. P is persistence. Q is quit procrastinating. R is realize your potential. S, satisfy that hunger in your soul. T, take time to meditate. U, understand your heart. V is vision. W is work through your ideas. X, exert yourself. Y, you can have your dream. Z, zest will make it happen.
0: Nice. That was very good. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. And then I have another one if if, uh, if, uh, everybody can stand it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we no. can sit it and enjoy it as okay.
2: well. <laughs> the Light is called. This is a poem, but I'm not too sure about it. As I say, I'm not competition for Bill. So, Mandy Tyler looks over the audience. People continue to pray down to the lawn at the gazebo concert, where she and her band, Printout, will perform. She envies the pastoral scene. Small children dance with their parents on the grass, keeping the beat of plugged-in music. Lovers sit on blankets, picnic baskets, holding the scraps of crackers, cheese, and fine wine. Seniors tap their feet to the beat, recalling earlier livelier days when they danced to the tunes of Glenn Miller and Tommy Dorsey. Tonight, looking at her band, she realizes she is a ship that has missed her port of call, a shadow in the sunshine, the cold in winter. Hey, babe, it's time, says a member of the band. Mandy steps up to the mic, begins to sing. The dark has changed to light. She is in her prime. Thank you. Very All nice.
7: three of those were great. Absolutely.
6: Great. great.
1: I think Al. Al might have something ready.
7: Yeah. Oh,
4: he's right well, next to figure. Oh.
7: <laughs> well, actually, I thought I could pass, but uh, Mike won't let me. No. That is, Mike put in front of me. Anyway, stare at me in the eye. But anyway, uh, what Peter shared there about uh, the teachings for a, a third grader, and it's a good one, a, a thought, a, a good thought, a positive thought, uh, something funny, something serious. Um, I always think that uh, writing is like having a conversation with yourself. Exactly. That you, uh, you know, can expand it, your thoughts, and then one thought leads to another, et cetera, et cetera. And, and hopefully you come up with something, uh, you know, worth recalling, or uh, sharing. But anyway, uh, That's not something I'm prepared with today, but I would like to share uh, my thoughts on this time of the year. It's a wonderful time of the year, as we know, uh, full of joy and laughter and hopefully peace ever after, as the song goes. Uh, And uh, there's anticipation of all kinds for people uh, looking forward to be with family, friends, uh, uh, gifts, uh, cards going out, people being in contact with one another. Uh, it's uh, a great uh, time for communicating, for commiserating, for sharing uh, of every kind. So uh, it is a wonderful time of the year, and uh, I'm glad to be a part of it. Uh, and it's also a time for, um, for, you know, being honest with yourselves uh, about, uh, you know, how life is and as a senior. Uh, I know uh, I have trouble remembering uh, people's names, and they used to come so easy, uh, just roll right off my tongue. and Not the case, and I did write a poem about that uh, <laughs> called Hoosie, and, uh, you know, that I couldn't remember a name, but I'll probably remember it and on my way home, that kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yep. We all do that. Yep. But anyway, uh, so this has, uh, I have a couple of little jokes about, Seniors and uh, who are going in that direction and we have to have a sense of humor about it whether it's uh, ourselves, uh, laugh at ourselves, or people in our family and uh, our friends we have. So anyway, this one is uh, Has to do with a a couple that uh, went to the doctor together and uh, so that after the exams and and uh, and, uh, the doctors, uh, you know, work with them and they came together and the doctor was consulting with them uh, about how things are and uh, is there anything else that, uh, you know, you're having trouble with. Anyway, so uh, they said, yeah, well, well they agreed. We're, we're having trouble remembering things. You know, that we, uh, we continually forget what the other one said. And so uh, the doctor says, write it down. Get in the habit of writing it down. <laughs> and that way when you write, you remember better, because it's another function of the brain, uh, and you, as you write it, you remember better. So anyway, uh, fine, they took that home with them, and so um, a couple of evenings later, uh, the husband says to the wife, I'm going out to the kitchen, can I, can I get you anything? And uh, she says, well, you know that, uh, that uh, chocolate pie uh, that we had the other night, I'd like a piece of that, if you wouldn't mind, maybe a little bit of whipped cream on it. He says, okay, I got it. He, no, she says, write it down. You know, write it down. So anyway, uh, he says, no, I'll be okay. So anyway, he's out in the kitchen. He's out there. He's out there probably about, uh, you know, five or ten minutes. Next thing you know, he comes walking in, and he hands her a plate of bacon and eggs. She looks at the plate. She looks at him. She looks back at the plate, and she says, where's my toast? <laughs>
4: I've heard I love that.
6: It. I've heard that recently on the, on the on the on, t- I on, on I the radio. That. Yeah. yeah.
7: Okay. That there's great. a. That is great. Is a is another one uh, similar. Uh, so uh, these two couples are together one night. The the wives are in the kitchen uh, and doing things, uh, and meanwhile the uh, the two guys are talking about. So uh, one of them says. Uh, we went to a great restaurant the other night there, and uh, it was a great uh, great meal, uh, very reasonable prices. The food was excellent. He says, oh, yeah, says, uh, the other guy, uh, well, uh, gee, I'd, I'd like to uh, check that restaurant out there. What's the name of that restaurant? He says, oh, um, let's say, to, um, okay, he says, well, I'm thinking of a flower. Uh, it smells pretty, and, uh, and ro- red is one of the... the uh, you know, favorite uh, favored of those flowers. And the guy says, uh, You mean a rose? He says, like, Yeah, hey, Rose, what was the name of that restaurant we went to last night?
0: <laughs> I need another rim shot over here. <laughs> where, where, where's the rim shot guy? Yeah. <laughs> Now, we can work anyway, him overtime
7: today.
2: At <laughs> and you remember those. I never remember the punchline. Oh, oh the punchline, I know. I know. <laughs>
7: That's key. Well, I guess we have to listen better.
4: Get anyway,
7: I, and, and maybe you get a chance to talk, share it right away, whatever. But anyway, it's a time of year for cheer, and, uh, and I'm glad to be a part of that cheer in my little way. There you go. Okay, Steve, you got a
1: tough act to follow. I know. I we got, know we, got a,
0: we got a comedian over here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fortunate that the piece that I did write uh, ties together, at least, or picks up pieces of what was already said, so that'll be cool. I won't give it much more of a... Uh, it is not just holiday-related, but it's task-related, as you'll hear, um, and it struggles in terms of... Uh, doing things, procrastination being one. So, weightlessness. (laughs) The task is on you. It's yours to do. Large or small, it remains to be done. Procrastination can set in. You can find any number of things to do to avoid facing the task. Lyrics start dancing in my head. The song I knew had known for years had heard the original by the band, listened to many covers. Take a load off Fanny, take a load for free, take a load off Fanny and you put the load right on me. It was catchy. Could stick with you. Become an earworm. A term I discovered later would apply to this sensation, this feeling. Focus... Dispels the fog, clears the way, sets the steps to action, whether sweat is required or not, the action underway soon completes. Gradual, and then all at once, the fog is gone, the weight is lifted, life is free, possibilities abound, until the next task comes around. Take a load off Fanny, take a load for free. Take a load off Fanny, and you put the load right on me.
5: <laughs> very good. That was great. Yeah, that's a very good I song. Love that song.
1: To no, be honest, it yeah. was a couple of weeks ago that I had yeah. written it, and I didn't get to read at that time. Yeah. But that's okay. Ooh, yeah. It was
5: it perfectly was so done today. No, the band yeah. did that, right? Yeah,
1: the band. Right? The band, the right? band. absolutely.
0: Wonderful. A rhythmic yeah. story. So one of the wonderful things about actually doing this show and getting together for an hour is that it gives us all a wonderful opportunity to procrastinate, to avoid doing whatever comes next. And with that, unfortunately, we come to an end, and it's time to say goodbye, and we wish you all season's greetings, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year. We'll say it all at once. Three, two, one. Merry, Merry Christmas! Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy
5: New Year. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Ho, ho, ho.
0: <laughs> that said, join us again for Senior Story Hour when we return once again in January. Steve, anything else to add? And stay
1: tuned for another fantabulous group doing its reading. Thanks for being with us here on Senior Story Hour. Until the next time,
0: I'm
3: Peter J. Remember, be they laced with gravity, levity, wisdom, or whimsy, the meaning, experiences of life, become a little larger when you share them, when you take a moment to commit pen to paper and just write.
0: This is FPR, Franklin Public Radio.